Welcome to The Brand Collective, a podcast about our favorite brands, featuring stories from the marketers and creatives behind them. I'm your host, Nick Ross. With me, your co-host, Mackenzie Koss. Let's get into it. Welcome back to The Brand Collective podcast. Today, we have Cassie and Mallory, co-owners and co-founders of Wild Social and The Wandering Wagon. Welcome, both of you. We're so excited to have you. Hello. Thank you so much for having us. We're super excited. Yes. I love both co-founders. At the same time, this is wonderful. Can the two of you kind of go into your history and teaching and how that led to both of you being here? So I started my teaching journey about 10 years ago in Texas. I taught elementary art and then I moved up to middle school. Um, My husband got a job offer in Denver. So that's where I started teaching for Jeffco. I wound up at Dunstan Middle School, which is where Cassie and I met. And I'll let her tell her journey of how she got there. So I started teaching in Minneapolis. Didn't think I'd be a teacher, but fell into it and was actually really in love with it at first. I was like, yep, this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, I love my school in Minneapolis. And then I moved to Colorado and did not like teaching so much. I ended up at a school that was kind of falling apart. Half the staff quit by Christmas break. So I left and went to Jefferson County, which is where I met Mallory. A rumor in the halls was that we had just hired a new Spanish teacher And I was like, oh, she's young. Is she going to be cool? Like, am I going to like her? And another teacher was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) she's she's not cool. (laughs) It's so funny because we ended up like, we're like connected for life now. But this teacher was like, no, she's not cool. She's very very hardcore. She's going to be really strict. She's very much into her content, you know, which makes for a great teacher, of course, but maybe not someone that you want to like go to happy hour with afterwards. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so we just kind of casually bumped into each other in the copy room one day and she was like, and we just were kind of chatting a little bit and she's like, I hate this. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I was like, oh my God, no, nobody hates teaching more than I do. So we just instantly connected over wanting to leave. You know, I kind of shared all the ways that I tried to get out of teaching, but was unsuccessful. And then she told me about the wandering wagon. Yeah. So I had started the wandering wagon six months before we met um, when I was in the midst of the really sad school that I was teaching at. And I told her, I was like, I started this business and I'm getting out. I'm quitting teaching. I'm doing it. And she was like, take me with you. So we started brainstorming business ideas for Mallory. And we were really stuck on this mobile idea because I had the wandering wagon and we were thinking coffee carts, crepe carts, all these different carts and art cart. Like it was just going all over the place. And then we started talking more about weddings and we realized that there was something missing in the industry where in Colorado, it's a destination wedding location because it's absolutely stunning, but it felt like people are either coming here to just elope on the side of a mountain, which is amazing, or to have this huge traditional wedding, which is also amazing if that is your style. But we really noticed that there was something missing in the middle and it was really mostly from Mallory's own experience with her wedding. So we dove in to thinking about creating a micro wedding package together. And yeah, I remember one day I walked into her classroom and she was sitting with a bunch of teachers and she looked up and she was like, I manifested you. And I was like, what? She was like, I've been trying to go to teaching for so long over and over. I've actually left and had to come back. 
And something has been telling me that someone was going to walk into my life and change it forever. And I think it's you. And it like gives me the chills <laughs> because we change each other's lives. Yeah. What about your own wedding influenced you to come up with this idea? So my husband and I had just moved to Colorado. I didn't know anybody. I was very much in between figuring out my jobs. Like, am I going to go back to teaching? Am I going to be out there trying to figure out the next steps? Um, we got engaged, which was so exciting. But I immediately jumped into the planning process. It's just I didn't take any time to enjoy the engagement stage, which is one of my biggest tips for couples to this day. Is like I know planning a wedding feels really exciting, but there's this whole engagement period that I think people skip over. And I would have loved to enjoy that a little bit more. So I jumped right into the planning process. And from the jump, everything I did was for somebody else. Like I never took into consideration what I wanted for this wedding. You know, we had just moved to Denver. So all of our friends and family were spread out across the country. So my first thought was, how can I make this easy for everyone? Because I feel so bad that they're going to travel to me. And so I did downtown Denver because it's close to the airport. You know, everybody can have easy lodging. I put it one month to the date that we got engaged so that, you know, people, my grandmother could come. And it's just like every step I took, I never thought about what I wanted. It was never about Travis. It was never about us. It was always about somebody else. The money was stressful. My parents had to do a lot. So even on the day of the wedding, my mom and her two best friends were kind of like running around, setting things up, making things look pretty. And it just felt like there was no time to really relax or enjoy anything. I don't remember a lot of the wedding, not because I was drinking too much, but because it felt so overwhelming and stressful. Um, so when I was telling Cassie about my wedding experience, I was like, you know, it's taboo. No one will say it, but I hated my wedding. I didn't enjoy it. It was so stressful. It was hard on my mental health and I didn't do anything that I wanted. And she was like, well, what would you have done differently if you could go back? And I said, I would cut my guest count 20 people max. I would spend my money on a photographer that was incredible. And I would just have one long, beautiful tablescape with twinkle lights with a beautiful view. So that's what I would do differently. And that's kind of the blueprint for what we do with Wild Social. And hiring a wedding planner. Yes. Hiring a wedding planner is key. Tried to do it on my own. Like I said, a lot of that fell on my friends and family and also on me on the day of. And it's just, it's too much for a day that's supposed to feel really great. And I think we've normalized being stressed and unhappy on your <laughs> wedding day, which is so sad Yes, because it should be the opposite of that. And that's what we try to get across with our package. Like we want you to feel stress-free and just focus on you and your partner because that's what the day is actually about. I'm not married, so I don't have an experience of my own wedding. I was watching all these other weddings happen um, first through the wandering wagon when we were having this conversation. And everything she was saying, I was seeing. I was seeing the wedding day blackout. I was seeing the couples running around, trying to make it around each table, say hi to 100, 150, 200 people. Yeah. It was just this light bulb moment where it was like, yeah, we have to offer something different, something smaller, more intimate for a couple of different reasons. Some of our couples are preparing, you know, to buy their first house or want to do this epic honeymoon or want an epic wedding. Like they do want to do all the things. We have the first wedding of this season. They're doing an oxygen bar. They have a string quartet. They have all the things. They're doing so many exciting things and they can do that because they're playing with a different budget. 
because they cut the guest count down to 50 of the closest people to them. We have another couple bringing in a tattoo artist. So these people are finding this way to really go above and beyond and have this amazing experience by changing their guest count and really thinking about what's important to them and who's important to them. We always say, who would you want to buy dinner for? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to buy dinner for them. That's so true. Come to your wedding. It's really amazing because it feels like both your commitment to to leave an experience and teaching, which is a noble and beautiful profession, but maybe didn't feel like your your own calling, and address your own mental health and, and trying to find that more purposeful existence and apply that same philosophy to how your wedding went in creating this business. It's like both of these are addressing your own personal uh, mental health issues and bringing them into like a new career and a new calling. It's really inspiring. We would not be as successful as we are today without our teaching experience. We credit so much of our skills to our time in the classroom. It's invaluable, the experience that we gained. And we we talk about it every day. We We love teachers and we love everything that comes along with being a teacher in terms of the skills that they have. And that's something that we're passionate about in the future. With The Wandering Wagon, we hire a ton of teachers um, as our bartenders in the summer. We have um, someone on staff for Wild Social who's a teacher. So we love working with teachers. They're so reliable, first of all, and they have all of these (laughs) skills. So they make great employees. And um, so, yeah, we love our time in the classroom, but it was time to move on for sure. It was. And it actually really bothered me at first moving on. Uh, I became a teacher because I'm really passionate about the racial disparity in our public school systems. So I went into teaching really wanting to be part of closing the opportunity gap between black and brown students and white students. I taught at a school in Minneapolis that really set me up to do a lot of good in that school with amazing coworkers that were doing amazing things. We had an amazing community. It was incredible. And when I moved to Denver and just completely fell out of love with teaching at this new school, it really bothered me that I felt like I was kind of selling out. I really, truly thought I would be in education forever. I remember my mom, she's actually a teacher too. And I thought she'd push back a lot because I was a really good teacher. And I thought she'd be really bothered by the fact that I wasn't going to use my master's degree anymore. Um, But I remember her looking at me and just saying, you know, Cassie, a lot of people who are teachers think that what their way, their only way of giving back is by being a teacher, but that's not the only way to give back. And if you change your own life and you change the course of your future, your family's future, then you can give back in much bigger ways. So from the beginning and something that we really connect on is we're going through this journey and we're hustling right now for these two businesses, but for a much bigger plan where we're going to own a wedding venue and then we're going to use that space for good. On the weekends, we'll have weddings and during the week, we would love to open up to nonprofits we align with. I'm really passionate about helping uh, BIPOC students learn about financial literacy and entrepreneurship. So I think those teacher skills we have help us in our own business and I I know will also help us down the line to reach kids in a different way. It's really beautiful. That's awesome. Out of curiosity, where did Wild Social come from? We originally started out as Pop of Color. That was the name of our business. And that came from the fact that we were going to focus on pop-up weddings. And so we wanted to have the word pop in there. And Pop of Color is something that we really tried to figure out for a long time and we didn't love it. We just kind of settled on it. 
And then as we started to grow, we realized that we actually hated it. <laughs> and it felt embarrassing <laughs> a little bit. And we just did not resonate with that name. So we went back to the drawing board and we've discovered that we're terrible at naming businesses. We don't have that skill. Every time we see a business with a great name, we're like, oh, like how? <laughs> you don't have it. Um, naming envy. Yes, right. we have business name envy. Yes. Uh, so we, the funny story is we were sitting in our classroom one day and we were like, we hate pop of color. How do we change it? And we're like thinking of, you know, different words for an event or a party. And then also different words for somebody who kind of travels around because that's what we do. We're traveling and we bring everything and we throw a big party. And we knew we couldn't use wander because we already had the wandering wagon. Right. So it's like we on a whim, we just looked at each other. We're like on dictionary.com looking up words. And we came up with Amble. <laughs> still can't even say it to this day. Amble and Bash. We did that for a couple of days. And then but when we said it, we literally looked at each other. We're like, done sold that is it that's our name <laughs> amble and bash we immediately within seconds bought the domain we got the instagram we were like high-fiving each other thinking we were brilliant and then we went to a wedding vendor event that night and they were like what's your business and we were like ah and we couldn't say it because <laughs> we didn't even know how to, we were like Bramble and brash what did we pick i don't remember um so we're like that is not it Wild Social wasn't any incredible moment either. We came up with words we liked. We didn't want to be stuck to weddings forever, which was a big mistake. And we were like, we like the word wild. And we like the word social because it's like a party, but not tied to weddings. <laughs> so it'll be wild social micro weddings for right now. We're doing micro weddings. One day we thought we'd do like small corporate events, small whatever. I don't know who mm -hmm. we thought we were. And we just went with that. And to be honest, we don't love our name. And we're just too far now. So we're wild social. And everyone else tells us they like our name. And we're just going to have to go for that and go with that forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a great name. Yeah. It's super. It's like it gets to the point and it's mm -hmm. so lively. <laughs> yes. It feels a little bit edgy. You know, it has like some <laughs> edge, but also some class. I'm a fan. Thank you. It's good to hear feedback because, you know, we just look at each other and we're like, but we hate it, <laughs> but we're too far in. So we just, you know, we actually, we got like our W tattoos. So we're in. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Matching W tattoos. We do. So it's for wild social and the wandering wagon. Yes. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So I actually started the wandering wagon. Here's the tea. We're going to spill all the tea right now. <laughs> I started the wandering wagon with an old friend who is no longer a friend and an ex-boyfriend, which was so silly of me. I was sitting at a kitchen table and I had the idea for the wandering wagon and they just happened to be in the kitchen while I was like, I'm going to do this because I'm a horse girl. So I saw horse trailer bars and I was like, sold. Yep. Sign me up. I'll do that. I will sling drinks out of a horse trailer for the rest of my life. And they were in the room and they were like, let's all do it. And my stomach dropped because I knew it was a bad idea. And <laughs> I was like, okay. We'll start this together at the table. We were sitting there thinking of the business plan. And my ex-boyfriend was thought he was all business savvy. And um, my old friend and roommate was a bartender. I actually had never bartended. So we were sitting there and she looked at me and she said, well, I am a good bartender and your ex-boyfriend is really good at business. What do you bring to the table? And I was like, hmm, just probably the whole business, actually. <laughs> so started that. 
bought her out first, realized it was not going to work. She wasn't doing anything. And then me and my boyfriend broke up, bought him out. And it was a long process. Lawyers, wow. contracts, thousands and thousands of dollars. He was very bitter about it, but he had never done anything to build this business. This business was mine. He had never sent an email. He had never posted on Instagram. He didn't even know how our pricing worked. Like this business was mine and I fought for it. And he had a lot more money than I did as a teacher, but I went into debt fighting for the wandering wagon. And the day the contract was signed and it was done and and it was all mine officially, I said out loud to so many people, the wandering wagon will never be anyone else's business. It's mine forever. Like it's just mine. I fought too hard. It will be mine and my future families. And then a couple of months later, I was like, Mal, do you want to own the wandering wagon? Her and I, oh my she god was, yeah she was out to lunch with her husband and I was like can you come to my house and talk to me I really need to talk to you it's not bad and she was like well I'm anxious so now I'm immediately and I was like Travis get the bill I have to go <laughs> she walked into my house and I was like get down at the table yes it was so formal she was literally shaking and I was like what's going on <laughs> and I was like we work so well together behind wild social. We are so opposite in business ways and how our brain works and all those things. I just need you to be half owner of the wandering wagon. I'm just going to give you half this business that I just fought so hard for. And you're crying and hugging and all this stuff. And then you're like, well, now we have two businesses. There's so many W's everywhere. We have the wandering wagon, wild social, let's go get matching tattoos. So now we have matching <laughs> W's. <for your> yes. <laughs> yes. We um, paid way too much money for this very miniature tattoo on our <laughs> But we love it. It's all the safety stuff. You got to make sure it's, it's awesome. uh, sterile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about managing yeah. two businesses at once and, and how you manage that balance? Uh, especially from each one has its own unique brand and its own probably marketing angle that you guys take on? It's really hard. I will never lie. It's a lot of work. I think what makes it easier is because the wandering wagon is older than wild social. So I went through a lot of the growing pains of being an entrepreneur a few years before wild social was really started. So I had things going. I learned a lot. I made a ton of mistakes, so many mistakes. And just went through the growing pains of starting to grow a team. So at first it was just me and my roommate bartending. And then we brought in a teacher uh, that I worked with and then her friend. So it was just very small, just a few of us doing every single event every weekend. And then by the time Wild Social was really going, the Wandering Wagon had a big enough team where we were sending teams out without me. So it was kind of really good timing where it was at this point where the wandering wagon was starting to be a little self-sufficient where I was still doing everything behind the scenes, but I wasn't actually going to the events that much unless they were, you know, for the Rockies or the Broncos, but I was definitely going. Um, So it started being more self-sufficient. And since last season, a really big intentional goal has been creating a space where the wandering wagon can fully function by itself. We're not there yet, but we're pretty close. So right now it is, we're really busy. We have right now 67 weddings booked between May and May and October between both businesses, but we have a staff of 18 on our bartending side of things. So while we're, we're handling still most of the backend work, emailing day to day, sending out inquiries, our team is prepping 
getting things juiced, getting things ready. Our lead bartenders are handling the day of event from packing things up to going and bringing things up and unloading. So we're not touching those events if we're not going to them. And we both just have really different skills. So we just naturally have fallen into routines of what we each do because we do it well. We also have my sister. Uh, her name is Sophie. And she is incredible. She is equally mathematical as she is creative, which so jealous Mm -hmm. must be so cool to be her. So she works behind the scenes for both businesses. So she takes off a lot, a lot of the load of things that would really stress us out. Mm -hmm. And it's lucky we all three work so well together because she gets really excited about numbers and figuring things out. And she's figuring out the licensing for our new product line and doing all of that. She was our brand designer before we could afford a real one. (laughs) Uh, So she's really a big part of our team behind the scenes. And then in terms of marketing, it is a lot because they are two different companies. They have different brands, different brand personas. We have a very different clientele. Mm -hmm. The Wandering Wagon is is in traditional weddings. We do a lot of high-end traditional weddings, high-end events here in Denver. So definitely hitting a different audience. But at the same time, they're very intertwined because the Wandering Wagon does come to every wild social wedding. So it is difficult. I think the other day we were just talking about how hard things are right now. We're feeling extremely busy, like sun up, sundown, we are working. And I said to Mal that we're in this awkward, our business is in an awkward in-between stage where we're really big, but not big enough where we're ready to really hire like a general manager. But we do think that as a 2024 goal for sure is having a general manager for the wandering wagon. That's amazing. Do you mind giving a quick, uh, just brief summary of what the wandering wagon is and maybe why it's so special in the landscape? So the wandering wagon is a mobile bartending company that focuses on garden to glass cocktails. So we're really into our fresh ingredients, the aesthetic of the bars. We have a horse trailer bar built out of a 1988 two horse trailer. And we have a camper bar built from a 1967 Shasta camper. They're both adorable. We also have (laughs) other more normal (laughs) bars. We have satellite bars, which are just wooden bars that can go indoors. So we can really go inside, outside, really anywhere we can bartend from. And we bartend from venues that have their own bars. So really just a bartending company that is geared towards weddings, but we will bartend any private event. And with our cocktails, we're very into our our fresh squeezed juices, our scratch made simple syrups. We have a mixologist create a garden to glass cocktail menu each season. This year we have Travis Gale make our cocktail menu. He's a local mixologist. He's incredible. And we also are very excited about mocktails too. So a lot of Mm -hmm. the menu works great as a cocktail and a mocktail. So a big piece of that business is being inclusive and so many ways, obviously inclusive to our BIPOC community members, our LGBTQ plus community members, but also our non-drinkers and just making sure that everyone at every event feels welcomed. And we're not making adults dig in the kids cooler at a wedding. You can have a really high-end drink that is beautiful, just like everyone else with or without alcohol. Oh, I love this. I want an event in the near future that hires you guys. (laughs) Yeah, let Um, us know. We'll be there. And we'll be behind the bar. We will. Perfect. Personally. (laughs) Yeah. 
Can we talk, uh, shift gears and talk a little bit more about Wild Social and maybe this concept of micro-wedding and expand on why you have found that micro-weddings resonate so well with people? Cassie mentioned earlier that there's this gap in the wedding industry between an elopement and a traditional wedding. We get a lot of pushback on social media, specifically on TikTok, about the term micro-wedding. People have a lot of opinions and ideas about what a small wedding looks like. But in the wedding industry, a micro-wedding is 50 people or less. We... We're always having to repeat that. And an elopement isn't what it looks like, isn't what you think um, the past definition of an elopement is either. So I'd say an elopement is maybe 10 people or less and not just you and your partner running away and secretly getting married. So we're always educating people on the terminology um, about an elopement, a traditional wedding and a micro wedding. And what we're finding with micro weddings is there's, there's couples who are super introverted or super busy they don't want to take on the stress of planning. They don't want to pay $150,000 to bring everyone to their wedding and pay for their meals and things like that. And we always push the intimacy of a micro wedding, which is something that I really wish I could go back and do. But instead, I get to live vicariously through our couples. Um, but yeah, there's just a group of people who are looking for something a little different. They don't need all of those old traditions. And we can keep as many as they want, but we find that a lot of our couples toss them out the window. They don't need it. Um, we stress beautiful views. We're, we're really famous for our mountain views and our beautiful tablescapes. And I think once you see the packages that we offer, it just makes a lot of sense, both financially, from a timing standpoint. We have our couples who are, you know, either in school or they're busy. They might have kids. And so that long, drawn out planning process just doesn't work for them. We also get a lot of clients that it's their second marriage. So they did the whole big stressful wedding once and neither of them want to do that again. And, you know, the whole stress free package to them is like, yes, sign me up. I don't want to make decisions, which we understand like decision fatigue is real. Yeah. We get a lot of teachers too. Mm -hmm. And decision fatigue for teachers is out of control. We totally get it. So they want to sit back. Our planning process is clickable, fillable, visual. They're literally clicking to plan things, filling in the blank. And some of them don't even want to design it. They just want us to design it. So really we're hitting a clientele that just doesn't want to dig into all the little stressful details leading up to the day. So not only do they want a stress-free day on wedding day, but they also want a year where they're not stressed about their wedding the whole time leading up to it. And a lot of times yeah. we'll hear them say like, I feel like it's too easy. Like I'm forgetting something or something feels like something's missing. And we're like, no, it's really just that easy. Yeah. We send out four <laughs> booking forms. Yeah. They're broken up into different categories. Um, you know, like she mentioned, they fill out the timeline and it's fillable. They click different options that they want. We meet four times on Zoom. Of course, we can meet more if they want. And then email access is unlimited. But that's really the amount of planning that it takes for our events. And it's that's not awesome. just a streamlined planning process. It's also how much we include. We're the first business that we know of in the U.S. that is a traveling micro-wedding company. So after the pandemic, when things had to go micro, a lot of venues started offering these micro-wedding packages and they didn't last. So you don't, you don't really see them very often. Right. You still could, but not very right. often. We travel with this package. So it's not just us being micro-wedding planners. We also do the design and styling. We also include the mobile bar. So one of the mobile bars is included 
a pour and mixer package is included with that, which is two garden to glass specialty cocktails. We're happy to serve any beer, wine, champagne as well. We include florals. So we work with two florists here in Denver. We work with Vernon Bloom and Amalia. We include floral for two. So whatever that looks like for our couple, two bouquets, two boutonnieres, a bouquet and a boutonniere, floral for the arch, centerpieces, all the floral is styled and done for you. There's options to add on extra floral if you did have a wedding party, but I would say about half of our couples do not have wedding parties. We include cake and cupcakes. We work with Flick of the Whisk here in Denver and include a six inch cutting cake and cupcakes for the guests. They get to choose their flavors on one of those forms. So, so much of it is included and the pieces that aren't, we have an amazing preferred list for. So we're really known for doing weddings at Verbo's and Verbo owners have started to find us and you know ask to be on our preferred list. So the preferred list is a lot of Verbo's and a lot of traditional wedding menus too that are small enough to be comfortable for a micro wedding. We have photographers on our preferred list that are incredible and some that provide our clients with discounts. Caters on our preferred list, DJs, everything. So I will say the photographers, they offer the discounts because they love working micro weddings. They are just so much more relaxed. The groups are a lot, I don't know, easier is the word, but just it's a much more enjoyable time for vendors as well because it just feels a little less stressful um yeah it sounds like a warm hug of a wedding yeah it just feels like it's like an elevated care of yeah it's like an elevated family reunion or an elevated backyard Mm -hmm. barbecue yeah yeah i was just gonna say it's laid back luxury it's beautiful it's all the things you want but it feels just so casual in a good way everyone's just having a good time no one's stressed out Every time the couple walks down the aisle, Mallory always looks and she's like, looks at them and says, these are your most important people. You don't need to be nervous. This isn't a show. You're not putting on, putting on a play. You're just walking down the aisle to meet the love of your life in front of the people you love the most. What I wouldn't have given, (laughs) what I wouldn't give for someone to have said that to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's my skill. I'm like, this is not a performance. You're just walking down the aisle to get married. Yeah. You're surrounded by literally your closest people. So let's say you trip and fall on your face. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. And after yeah. nobody will care. It's like this sigh of relief. And the rest of the night is just so calm, fun, laid back. And wedding vendors are always so jealous. They're like, you guys just get to work with couples like this because we also draw in really awesome, chill, cool couples too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The best clients. And there's a DJ who's getting burnt out on traditional weddings. And last season, she was like, okay, I could stay in the wedding industry if I got to work with people like this. So, yeah, you can validate it all over the place from your vendors, <laughs> it's so from important your clientele. And I will say, our biggest fans, our biggest fans at weddings are usually the parents. They're like, <laughs> we didn't, yeah. we yeah. didn't have to do anything at all. And we're like, yep. So we always get positive feedback from moms and dads. Hey, you're just removing That's the stress so nice. from everybody. You guys are mental health care workers in the wedding industry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that. Um, can you talk about the marketing strategy specifically? Because I'm sure all of this lends itself to just beautiful social media. You know, you have beautiful flowers, you have beautiful photography, you have amazing settings. You have these very poignant, picturesque uh bar carts, bar wagons. Um, 
Can you talk about the marketing efforts, specifics, specifically as it relates to Wild Social and how you attract new clientele? Social media is what started everything for us. Yes, now we have a very curated Instagram feed. It is beautiful. We work with incredible photographers. Uh, the, the team of vendors is just always amazing. But it didn't. It wasn't always like that. In the <laughs> beginning, we didn't have content. We just had two of us in a classroom. So thinking back to the beginning before we had content, our content was our story. And we were very vulnerable and open on Instagram stories. So Instagram is where everything started marketing wise for us. We were sharing, picking each other up on the way to school, getting Starbucks, all the funny stories that happen when you're a teacher, all the tears that happen when you're a teacher. We were sharing everything. We were sharing how hard it was being a teacher full time and a business owner, waking up at 530, going into school for eight hours, coming home and then working until midnight. So that was in the beginning where it was just really raw. It was just, it wasn't pretty. There was nothing pretty. <laughs> and then um, once we started having, once we started getting those images back from our first wedding, this is when things really started blowing up. Now we not only had people that really felt like they knew us, that were following this journey and felt like they were part of it. They felt like they got to see us quit teaching mm -hmm. with them. They were sudden during the time we were doing that, they were sending us Starbucks gift cards. They were cheering us on. It was amazing. We had an amazing community on Instagram. And then once we started having the weddings finally and being able to create reels and TikToks and having the beautiful feed, that is when things just started changing within our business. We weren't hitting a budget budget client. We started hitting more client looking for that laid back luxury and our business evolved. What really put us over the edge was TikTok. So we started Whoa. just posting videos on TikTok. And at first we weren't taking it seriously because for us in middle school teaching, we were like, this is for the kids. Like this isn't going to help our business. It's all about Instagram. But we started just posting here and there. And then at one of our first weddings, the next morning we woke up and the video went viral. I remember it so well. Um, I think I pushed back against TikTok much longer than she did. Obviously, I'm older than her too. So I'm not quite an elder millennial, but close enough. And so I'm like, <laughs> I don't need it. I can't take that on. I don't. There's nothing about TikTok. We're really resistant. I know. I was like, I don't <laughs> care about that. Um, which was a huge mistake because now it's one of the things that we tell when we're doing coaching calls or when we're working with other entrepreneurs, um, TikTok is so important. And so we always say that millennials do have this strong pushback against TikTok. And I get that. But um, once you lean into it, it's incredible how it can change your business and it changed our lives. So the very first viral video we ever had, um, we were at a wedding in Salida and we were getting ready, you know, probably running a little bit behind schedule. And I remember Cassie's like, I'm going to film a TikTok really quick. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> silly. Um, but I remember I was in the background for a minute and then she was like, I'm refilming. And I was like, okay, whatever. So she refilms it. And it was just this quick, maybe like seven second video. And the next morning we were shook because it went viral and it was like, we would refresh every second and it would be going up thousands and thousands of views. And we hit over a million with that. And then from there, we had a couple more viral videos 
And I would say the majority of our clients do come from TikTok. And a lot of them are starting off their inquiry forms with, we found you on TikTok. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I found you on TikTok. And we're like, no, that that checks out. A lot of people do find us there. Um, and I think the mountain views in Colorado helps because people want to travel here. So a lot of our clients are also coming from out of state. Why TikTok? Why, what makes it so special for this uh, as, a, as a marketing channel? We're lucky because we aren't traditional wedding planners. So we get to be, what's the word? Sassy. Well, sassy and <laughs> yes. controversial. Yeah, controversial. In the wedding industry where we get to say why we don't like traditional weddings. And that sparks people to argue with us and pushes it out into more and more people. And then we find the people that we want to be finding. And we get to, you know, by saying these things about what we think about the traditional wedding industry and why we love intimate weddings, we connect with people really fast. Because if you're scrolling through an app and you're engaged and you're like, I'm not really feeling this, what I'm supposed to be doing, this traditional wedding and the planning process, I'm kind of feeling stressed out and I haven't even really started. And maybe you don't even know what a micro wedding is. And then you scroll and we are speaking to you. All the things that you are frustrated by in the traditional wedding industry, we're talking about. So there's an instant connection. And we all we get a lot of, I didn't even know I was looking for you until I saw you. I was feeling so bogged down by everything. And then I saw your video and I was like, yes. So we're getting people that were not even really planning to come to Colorado for a wedding, find our videos. And then they're like, okay. You're doing what I want. No one else is doing it. And you're in a beautiful state. Sign me up. We're coming. So that's why we get about 90% of our clients are from out of state. And that's the other thing is TikTok has a much wider reach than Instagram. So on Instagram, we love Instagram too. It's very, we show up very differently on Instagram. Two completely different personalities on TikTok and Instagram. Definitely. On Instagram, we hit more local people or close to Colorado. And TikTok is just like everywhere. We're hitting people all over the US, the world, and it's just a much wider reach. It acts as a funnel for us. They find us on TikTok and then head to Instagram. And Instagram is where we get to curate the relationship. So on Instagram, we're better at showing up on stories, being ourselves, sharing our daily, whatever we're doing together, laughing. They really know us. We, we talk about embarrassing stuff all the time. We're just us. <laughs> like a sales funnel, TikTok to Instagram, Instagram to our inquiry form, and then they book a call with us. And then when we're on the call, it's it still is wild to me that when they get on the call with us, they're like, I feel like I'm talking to like a TikTok celebrity. It's <laughs> not how we feel at all. Yeah. Um, but it's really cool that a platform has really just changed our lives and allowed both of us to quit. We were able to not, you know, most entrepreneurs in the wedding industry are trying to replace one income and we have to replace two. And we really do owe that to TikTok for sure. Absolutely. Wow. I'm sure you're, you're following all the TikTok legislative drama then with like, scary. it's very scary. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say also with all social media, there's ebbs and flows. And so right now we haven't posted on TikTok in a few days, like longer than we should. And, you know, I just, I think about that a lot. I'm like, we know how powerful TikTok is. So getting back into that routine is really important. And um, 
sometimes we fall off, we're human, but we'll get back on and we will see the effects of TikTok for sure. It's just, that's something that we always recommend to small businesses. Do you mind briefly talking about uh, your affiliate program and and how you're even expanding on your multi-business uh, platform into a new realm? We considered franchising during our last year as teachers. We were in the process speaking to a company that helps you franchise and go and you go through this process with a bunch of lawyers. It's a lot. And we decided that it didn't feel right at that time. It wasn't really filling in our cup, the thought of that. It felt a little stressful. Uh, and the financial investment in doing it was huge. And our really our biggest goal is to buy a venue. So we were really torn between doing the fran- going forward with franchising and not. And we decided not to for this at this time. Yeah, the door is open. Yes. Instead, we decided to start an affiliate program, which was actually an idea from our previous lawyer. So we had this incredible lawyer. She had been with us since the beginning, and she was also a creative, which is why we loved her, because her whole business, her whole practice is around working with creatives, and she's a photographer. So she always had these great ideas for us. And she actually thought of the affiliate program for us that we would work with clients all over the country and give them everything that we have created for our business model, hand over all of it, the entire blueprint and help them start. So it's a year long program. And after the year, they get a like wild social stamp of approval, which is going to be our logo on their website saying that they are a wild social affiliate member. And then they will be on a dashboard that people can find them on. So we get a lot of people on TikTok that are like, I wish this package was here in Atlanta or wherever, California. I wish you had, there was something local. And we do travel, but we just travel as planners. We don't bring our whole package. And some people do want that whole package across the country, of course. So it's a way to give back and uh, work with women who are on their own journey of leaving there, whatever their job is. Um, and helping them become full-time entrepreneurs in their business, have a really unique business model. And the timing right now is perfect because micro weddings are hot. <laughs> so just really, really great timing. So it's a year-long program. We have four clients right now, one in Atlanta, one in Cape Cod, one in St. Augustine, and one in Austin, which are all great cities. Amazing cities. And we are leading them through not only how to own a business like Wild Social, which is unique to us. There's no one else that has a business model like ours until at the end of this year. (laughs) Um, And how to run a business like The Wandering Wagon. So we're actually giving them both business models. We also have guest speakers come. So we're having our financial advisor come and be a guest speaker. We had a brand uh, designer come be a, a guest speaker. We have someone that is an expert in SEO and Pinterest. And then we also are going to have our lawyer, who is a trademark marketing lawyer, come and talk to our clients as well. So it's merging teaching and business. Which yeah, we love. I was going to say, I've actually enjoyed it way more than I ever thought I would. Like I knew we were going to love it because we love teaching small businesses about, you know, social media. That's really, we can't help ourselves when yeah. we meet a small business owner. We are like, are you on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what TikTok can do for you? And we also just, you know, give them 
feedback and skills that we've learned along the way. But I have enjoyed working with these women so much. I look forward to our calls. We have such a cool community. We have a text thread where everyone's just like throwing questions in. And by the end of it, um, you know, it's going to be a really close knit micro wedding community. So it's exciting. And there's a retreat at the end. So in April of 2024, they will all come to Colorado and have a retreat in person with more in-person learning and uh, a photo shoot as well. So they can all have some professional photos as they're getting started in their business, which is so important. That's so awesome. What a like such a unique package to get somebody to where they want to be. And to be able to offer so many modalities, because I feel like a lot of times people do like the online coaching and it's not so you're very hands on, which is so special and really awesome. And I love that you're merging teaching and your business savviness together for these individuals, which is so special. Um, Do you have any advice, both of you, for anyone who's looking to create a business and craft a marketing strategy from the ground up like you guys did? I think you have to get obsessed with your business Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just be soaking information in wherever you can get it from, whoever you can get it from. I had so many different business coaches. I had mobile bar coaches. I had social media coaches. I just all different coaches that had different experiences. And the coolest part about coaching is that your coach has had coaches. So you're getting all the information they got from all these different coaches and then their own experience. And then on social media, show up. You have to be consistent. You have to be raw. It can't just be about your business. Neither of our businesses would be where they are if it was just about the business. If it was just about micro weddings or just about mobile bars, they'd be kind of probably like, meh, maybe you would have, we maybe would probably still be teachers doing it as a side hustle. Mm -hmm. You have to be raw and put yourself out there. You have to humanize your business and make people fall in love with you and your personality because that is the business. The business is you as a small business owner. So showing up and putting your face out there is what I see as the biggest difference between businesses that aren't really making it quite to businesses that are just flourishing right now that we've gotten to watch grow alongside us since the beginning. Yeah, I think Instagram, we read somewhere the other day that said Instagram stories are your superpower. And we fully believe that it's been such a huge tool for us. And a lot of people that we work with are super introverted. Like I had two coaching clients recently, and one of them is just so shy, which I connect with deeply because I'm also introverted and shy. And at the beginning of our Instagram journey, it was very uncomfortable for me to show up on stories and, you know, pretend that I'm like an influencer or something like that. But I mean, you just have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because that's how you're going to connect with your audience and therefore make your booking. So yeah, showing up on social media, even when it's uncomfortable is huge. And learning from your mistakes. We have made so many mistakes. We still make mistakes. We made a mistake yesterday. And when you make mistakes, <laughs> sure did. Sure did. <laughs> when you make those mistakes, you can't shut down and you can't get defensive and defend your mistake. You have to take it, feel uncomfortable with it, sit with it, talk through it, and think about how you're going to improve. 
we talk about teaching and how it helped our business in so many ways. Thinking of our booking forms and our process is very streamlined and visual. And we really think about how people take in information, but it also is successful because of teaching. Because as a teacher, you have to think critically about yourself every single day. Every day as a teacher in the classroom, if you're a good teacher and you really care about your craft, you always have to ask yourself, what went wrong? What can I do better? If your students aren't understanding something, it's because of you. You didn't do something well. So all the time we were just making our craft better in education. And that bleeds into business where every mistake is a learning opportunity, a way to move forward, a way to get better. Even if it's not something that's not such a big mistake, like our clients keep asking us the same question. We're Why doing are they something asking us the same question? That's us. We have to do better. We're too deep in it. So we have to look outside and see outside of our business and see where we can improve. And I think thinking critically and moving forward positively is a game changer. Yeah. I love that. And also being easy on yourself sometimes. Yeah. Love yourself. Yeah. (laughs) That's being hard on yourself gently. Yeah. Makes sense. We have one final segment. Uh, We ask these three questions to everyone who's been on the podcast. Uh, And the first one is, what have you done recently for the very first time? Something that I've done recently for the very first time is be in charge of a team. So since I've been um, co-owner of The Wandering Wagon, we do have a team. And it's different than being in charge of a classroom, for sure. These are adults um, and everybody has, you know, thoughts, opinions. Everybody needs something from you. And it's So I know Cassie felt really stressed last year as the sole leader of a team that was um, a real pain point for her. And so the fact that we are together, we can handle these questions, we can, you know, brainstorm and figure things out together when it comes to our team and how we want to show up as leaders. Um, That's new, but it's exciting. And I think about all the leaders that I've had and what I loved about each one of them and then what I would have changed about each one of them. So I use that when I'm, when I'm working with our team. Running a team of adults is hard. If you're not 12 and don't smell bad from PE, I don't want want to be in charge of you. (laughs) But that has been our biggest challenge, I think, is figuring that dynamic out. Um, I'd say for me, something that I've been doing for the first time is asking for help. Mm. I'm really bad at asking. It's hard for me. It's not because I want to control everything at all. I think for me, I have ADHD and sometimes I get overwhelmed by things and it feels harder for me to explain what I need rather than just doing it. So that's been a big growth factor for me is asking for help within our small nuclear team, meaning Mallory and Sophie but then also asking for help in our wider team of our team of bartenders has been new for me and much needed. Oh, so thoughtful. So introspective, self-aware. The next question is if you were to be invited to a show and tell right now, what do you think you would bring and why? I'm really excited about this question. I know exactly what I would bring. I would bring my dog Harvey who is 15 years old. (laughs) We've been together what feels like my entire life. Oh my God, I might cry talking about him. (laughs) I love Harvey. He's so special. He's a little Jack Russell Terrier mix. So he's a scruffy boy. Um, He has the sweetest little soul. He's scared of absolutely everything. 
I rescued him 13 years ago, maybe. Um, and he's just my special little guy. Um, we have like a very unique bond. He's it's probably not great, but he follows me into every single room. He waits outside doors for me. I read that that's stressful for them, but <laughs> I'm going to take it as he just loves me so much. Um, and he's very cute. Cassie can confirm he's, and we have a group of very large dogs. So when Harvey's in the mix, he's just microscopic, basically, <laughs> next to all these big dogs. And yeah, he's 15. So I love him and I cherish every second I have with him. So I would bring him in and I would hold him up like Simba and show everybody how cute he is. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you would bring for showing us how. Yes, that's what I was going to say. But I feel like a copy. You would bring your horse. Yes. I am a That's amazing. My time away from business is at the barn. There's not great cell service, which is kind of great. And I just get to be with him. So he's really special to me. He also had he's a special needs horse and have a lot of a lot of things going on with him that I also deal with, which is really weird. I had a TBI. So I had a lot of brain injury issues. And he has very similar things, which is wild that I got a horse that is me. So I've just been working with him so much and that's where I've been putting all my time in. So I think he's my favorite thing on this earth and I would love to bring him and show him off. I did bring him to school as a teacher for our festival days and had a lot of special moments letting students pet him and brush him. And it was a mix of things. Some of the kids had never seen a horse in person and gotten to brush a horse or pet a horse, or even be near the horse. Some of them were too scared to touch him because they grew up in the city and they didn't have access to anything like that. And then I also had a lot of kids who were new immigrants from Latin America who missed being on ranches. And it was the first time being around a horse since they were home back in their country that they grew up in on these beautiful ranches with tons of horses. So I had boys just begging me like, please let me ride. I haven't ridden in a year or two years or whatever it was. And it was always just a really special time. Fun fact, Cassie gifted me for my birthday, a lesson, a horseback riding lesson, which we're going to do now that the weather is nice. Yes. So I'm excited. Yes. That's amazing. Well, that Can I come to the show about, and tell? <laughs> like, yeah, that was about as heartwarming as I've ever heard an answer to that question turn up a little over here a horse girl mallory will be a horse girl she wants yes. a girl she's ready <laughs> when we have our venue we're gonna have horses on the venue oh my gosh it yeah happen. we will both be horse girls one day you, you definitely will they're so special we i grew up with a horse i named her pearly oh. and i would go back to the pasture my shoes were like small enough so like if I disappeared on my parents' property, um, because we lived the fence to go. So horses, horses and dogs are two of the most special creatures. Really yeah. Special. yeah. And when they hang out together, you're like, is this a Disney movie? What is this? What's happening? Yeah. The cutest thing ever. One final question. Uh, and you have already graced us with a lot of amazing advice, but if you were to meet a younger version of yourself, uh, is there a specific piece of advice that you think you'd give? Don't start a business with your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
going off of that, if you are going into business with a business partner, you have to be so solid in your relationship as friends and the ability to work together in a professional capacity and just have very clear communication with your business partner when something comes up, something's going to come up, you're not going to agree on everything. So having mutual respect, that is just like deep, deep respect where you can have a disagreement and move past it and talk about it in a really respectful way. That's another teacher skill is that conflict resolution is Mm -hmm. definitely in that wheelhouse. Yeah. So don't go into a business partnership unless you are so certain that it is a good fit and a healthy fit that can really last for years and years and years. My advice to myself would be, I I think entrepreneurship has just brought out so much confidence that I never knew I had. Awesome. Can you let everybody know how to get in touch or to to see some of the work that you're doing? So you can find us on all social media platforms at Wild Social Micro Weddings. Um, check out our website, wildsocialmicroweddings.com. And then the same thing for the Wandering Wagon. Wandering Wagon Bars on all platforms, wanderingwagonbars.com for our website. Awesome. Thank you both so much. Thank you for having us. You're listening to a Brand Folder podcast where we like to say... Strong brands live here. Join us as we build the Brand Collective, a podcast for anyone curious about the people behind the brands that we all love. We're available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. And if you feel inspired, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. Until next time, this has been the Brand Collective.